At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of your Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your daily podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team, the Charlotte Hornets. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us once again, a winning edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets defeating the Boston Celtics 125-104. First win over the Celtics in more than two years. Couldn't have come at a better time. Really changes the perspective on things as the Hornets head towards the final 12 games of the season. We'll break down the game. We're also going to talk about how in the final 12 games, the addition of LaMelo Ball could really juice this team going forward. Yeah, there's an opportunity for him to maybe win Rookie of the Year as well based off his performance. But more importantly, the Hornets have been on this high wire. And while they look like the flying Walendas last night, there have been some games where eh, it didn't look so hot with the thinner roster. So we'll talk about what the addition of LaMelo and others could mean for this team moving forward. And finally, we are going to talk about Road to Hire, the Charlotte-based nonprofit that earlier this month got a generous grant from the NBA. Hornets are very excited about this group getting that investment. We're going to talk to some members of Road to Hire, both an alum and their executive director later on here on the show. But first up to talk about yesterday's game, Wesley Robinson, one of our favorites back here on the Hornets Hivecast, Hornets social media associate here with us on the HHC West. Big, big win for this team, 125 to 104, and a near historic performance in terms of sharing the basketball. 39 total assists for this team. Terry Rozier leading the way with the career high, tying 11. And if you want to boil it down to one stat, that was the one to focus on. Definitely. And you'll hear Coach Borrego talk about tonight's game and being able to share the ball and how and Terry Rozier also talked about not being able to key in on a lot of a lot of different players or specific things they like to do offensively. So being able to share the ball like that and the way they're able to contribute, it opens up a lot of opportunities for the next man up to be able to knock down open shots. So I really like the 39 assists, but what was really attractive to me, Sam, was the 11 turnovers. And that only 
two players committed more than two turnovers, and that was Terry Rosier and Devontae Graham. I mean, if you're dishing out 11 and 9 assists, you're going to have some hiccups that way. But I like that ratio to be able to get our guys involved and run the system that JB, the plan he put in place to go against his team. So it's an opportunity that they're making the right decisions and the right passes at the right time to be able to get open looks for guys. And as you can see in that stat line, five players in double figures and four of those guys scoring more than 20 points. It was definitely a good day uh, in Charlotte for sure. Back-to-back games with lower turnover numbers. I don't think you're ever going to have as low as five as the Hornets did against Cleveland, but lower. Devontae Graham after the game talking about, was that the best effort the Hornets have put forth this season? It was a great full all four quarters, you know what I'm saying? Usually, you know, we either we starting bad, starting slow, then having to come back or we get up and then let teams come back. And, you know, it's just a mix in, in quarters or whatever the case or halves. So I feel like we played a full 48 today. Devontae leading the way for the team, 24 points. Had at one point 10 assists, but I guess they took one away from him. So no double-double for Devontae. Bad news for him. Good news, there were three other double-doubles on this day, including the first of the career for Cody Martin. Devontae Graham gives it off to Martin. Rim run and the rim rocker with the right hand. Beautiful assist from Devontae Graham. Cody Martin has seven. Cody Martin ends up with a career-high tying 13 points, and in the plus-minus, he was a plus 29. He was spectacular out there. And Cody's biggest contribution, Wes, is always going to be defense. His tenacity, his discipline. He is going to routinely, you know, against a team like Boston, he's going to get Brown. He's going to get Tatum. And those are not good matchups for any defensive player because those are two of the best players in the NBA. But he did a spectacular job on both sides of the floor, just taking advantage of a great opportunity for him, second-year player, second-round pick. He's starting to make some noise here with this Hornets team. Yeah, you're looking at two block shots and one steal, along with the double-double and five assists. So he was all over the floor. And that's, that's what you want from a guy like Cody Martin. He's a great energy guy, and it was, it was his opportunity to step in. And it, it doesn't show that he's the best rebounder or best assist, but it shows that he's, he's always at the right place at the right time and is always a great system guy. And James Borrego knows exactly where he needs to be to knock down different shots. And occasionally he'll knock down the three-point shot. He's gotten better with that, and he's, I think he's starting to gain a little bit more confidence with that three-point shot, especially from the corner side and, and the, the corner and the wing. So... It's good to see him to be able to contribute like that off the bench or we're still down three guys. So it's good to have that kind of energy boost off the bench for sure. We'll talk later about, you know, managing this roster as guys become healthier. But, you know, the the high wire act aspect of this current configuration really centers around the bigs. And JB alludes to it a lot. It's basically like, well, we're going to see how long we can get away with not playing a center. (laughs) That's kind of how the conversation goes. And it helps when the two big guys you have on the floor, P.J. Washington as well as Miles Bridges, both put up 20-plus points. P.J. Washington, a double-double, 22 points and 12 rebounds. And Miles Bridges, a fictitious double-double with 20 points and 10 highlights. Smart. Tries to get a brush off on Washington. No call comes. Miles Bridges, long three at the buzzer. Got it! Miles Bridges! A 30-footer with a double clutch. And he drops it down. Miles Bridges, my, oh, my. Miles going to give it to you. Hornets have 100 in the first three quarters. 
I have been on the side of the Miles Bridges debate that I think at some point when everyone is healthy, he seems to be someone who might get pushed back to a at least start the game on the bench and finish the game on the floor type of role. But that's getting harder and harder to argue because he keeps doing this. Definitely. And and to listen to that call, I was over here smiling because normally if you close your eyes and hear that kind of highlight, you would think it's a dunk. But in that case, it was a buzzer beat, a three-pointer, a double clutch, very difficult shot. But it's just a testament to show that Miles Bridges has elevated his game to a whole new height, being able to knock down the outside shot. So uh, most times we're always looking for a Miles Bridges big dunk, but he's also been able to contribute a lot, uh, especially with his three-point shot. And it's just great to have, I envision him having the same role that Lamar Odom once had with the Los Angeles Lakers, with that championship team, that he was a guy that was a six-man off the bench, but he also added a lot of like uh, rebounding assists. He did a lot for the offense with the second unit. But he was also a guy that can finish the game at, uh, in the fourth quarter when you needed him for clutch baskets. So I could really see Miles Bridges kind of playing that role with this team. See, I think the ceiling for Miles is a shorter version of Blake Griffin. Mm-hmm. I think his athleticism. There's similarities. Now, Blake is a bigger guy. Mm-hmm. Blake could play center. He's six foot ten, and Miles is is not. He's six foot six. Yep. It is what it is. But in terms of the shooting ability that Blake really had to work to get to to add to the athleticism, Miles has done that a lot earlier. Miles is almost a 50-40-90 guy right now. He's 50-40-85. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I mean, if he could just get his free throw shooting together, he'd be a fit. <laughs> no, obviously I'm kidding here. But, you know, Miles is, is a very, very special talent. This is a big win for this team. This is a trajectory-defining win. I, I went into this game thinking, you know, win or lose, it's okay. We know the team is banged up still. You know, you can't assume a win against Boston. I still think they're one of the four best teams in the Eastern Conference based off their roster and their their talent. So, you know, losing this one would not have upset me too much knowing how banged up the Hornets are. But I did think going in, if they get the W, it changes the trajectory, it changes the conversation. Because if you lose you end up three and a half games back of Boston with 12 to play. There's really no way to make up that ground. Plus, you don't have any shot at the tiebreaker. Now, they're only a game and a half out of six. They are in a position where they can take the tiebreaker away from Boston, and it's just a marquee win. Boston is one of those teams. Terry Rozier talked about it after the game. Boston is one of those teams that right now in the Eastern Conference is like Brooklyn, is like Milwaukee, and how they are perceived by the rest of the league. Well, you know, going against the Celtics, they always give you that playoff atmosphere, you know, being physical and stuff like that. So whenever you can come out and be a good organization like that, that's always good. And, uh, you know, when Tay playing, like I, like I mentioned, when he playing as well as he played today, uh, sky's the limit for our team, him and PJ, uh, we're going to definitely need him. It just make it tough for our opponents to really key in on, on me or, you know, other guys and stuff like that. Got to key in on all of us. So it make us make us that much special. This is a Boston Celtics team that that is uh, very well coached with three NBA All Stars, and they've been in the Eastern Conference Finals, so they know what it takes to win and win down the stretch in the playoffs. And these guys have superstars on their team. So with our situation, even with three guys out that we we need down the stretch to to make that run, we ultimately want to be like that team, just like Boston. So to be able to pick that kind of win up, it's great momentum for us, as you said, as as the playoff season is mapping out, we can own the tiebreaker again them and it's go it's good momentum for us carrying against our tough stretch again going against Milwaukee and we have to play Miami again as well so I think we found out a lot about ourselves or how we can beat teams and James Borrego talked about if we if we play the way that we're playing and sharing the ball that we that we're doing with 39 assists it's an easy opportunity for 
plugging in the next man up when we're in these situations where we have to miss guys or certain guys are going to come back and we're going to miss other guys. So I think we have a, a strong identity going forward. And it's a good problem to have because once we get our three guys back, which is Ball, Monk, and Hayward, I think it's going to be a strong upside for us. And I've said before that I don't think there are many teams in the Eastern Conference that can go as deep as us. And when we have our full lineup, I think this is something that's going to be uh, very good for us going into the playing tournament. We'll hold that thought on the return of the reserves because we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But we're going to press pause here on Wes and uh, talk about something else very important to the organization. Earlier this month, the NBA announced Charlotte-based nonprofit Road to Hire has received a generous grant as part of the foundation's second grant round. Now, overall, nine different organizations received a total of more than $3 million in grants that are designed to create employment opportunities, further career advancement, and drive greater economic empowerment in black communities. The Hornets are a big part of this overall effort with NBA owners each committing a million dollars each for the next 10 years, so big financial contribution. But the organization is particularly excited that a good amount of the money this year is going to stay right here in the Queen City with this great organization, Road to Hire. So coming up after the break, we're going to talk to Road to Hire Executive Director Casey Grantham and Road to Hire alum Malik Robinson about the program and the additional investment from the Hornets and the NBA. Cody Zeller knows how to finish an assist. Now you can be a part of one of his biggest plays of the season. Socks are the most under-donated item for those in need, and the Cody Zeller Sock Drive presented by Haynes is ready to attack that problem. You can help make socks a priority by donating one pack of new socks or $5 to the Cody Zeller Sock Drive, and all donations will be matched by Haynes and will benefit Roof Above. Head to Hornets.com and search Cody Zeller Sock Drive for more information. Earlier this month, the NBA Foundation announced that Charlotte-based nonprofit Road to Hire had received a generous grant as part of the foundation's second grant round. They are one of nine organizations that received a total of more than $3 million in grants that will create employment opportunities, further career advancement, and drive greater economic empowerment in black communities. The grants are going to enhance and build upon the important work of these organizations that align with the NBA's foundation's mission to provide skills, training, mentorship, coaching, and pipeline development for high school, college-age, job-ready, and mid-career individuals in black communities across the United States and Canada. The Hornets, as an organization, were a big part of the grant process and also the NBA Foundation. Grants are made up from the NBA owners committing a million dollars each for the next 10 years. Obviously, that means Michael Jordan and the Hornets contributed a significant amount of their money and their time into this, and we're thrilled some of the dollars are staying home here with Road to Hire. To talk more about that organization and how it's actually helped people who have made use of their services, we welcome in Casey Grant. Grantham, Road to Hire Executive Director, and Malik Robinson, an engineer at Red Ventures and a graduate of the program. Casey and Malik, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Sam. Happy to be here. Yes, same. Thank you. Casey, let me start with you. What does Road to Hire do, and why is that work so important here in the Queen City? Yeah, thanks, Sam. So, you know, Road to Hire, put it simply, we're fighting for economic justice in Charlotte and our community. And to us, that means making sure that under-resourced young adults have 
access to skills training, to college access and mentorship, and really social capital that they need to move into high earning and high tech careers. So when you talk about what the MBA Foundation was was working on, our values and our missions are really aligned. It's really important in Charlotte because we know that an overwhelming percentage of people born into poverty in Charlotte stay in poverty. And so we want to fight for a different reality and close those equity gaps. Malik, you are a graduate of Road to Hire. You graduated in October of 2017. Tell us about your story, what you were doing before you found Road to Hire, and how it has helped you in your career path. Yeah, definitely. My family moved to Charlotte back in 2007, and due to some situations that my mom couldn't control, we ended up living in the women and children's shelter that is actually near North End. So just Seeing my mom get through that situation and watching her have to deal with so much adversity while living in the shelter and overcome it, I think that that instilled in me the hard worker that I am today and the hard worker that I eventually would become, thanks Road to Hire as well. So after working countless jobs while I was in high school, I always had to make the decision between school and work. Um, And obviously work would always win because school just cost too much and I wasn't going to be able to pay out of pocket for it. So I stumbled upon a road to hire. And ever since that day that I decided to apply, um, my life has been going great. I was working at a hotel at the time, working two different shifts, sometimes turnaround shifts where I would work in the morning and then go to sleep for like five hours and have to come back to the hotel. And yeah, so that was the main motivation that I had to make it through road to hire. The program was extremely rigorous. It uh, lasted six months, and it was something that made me get out of my comfort zone, but it meant that I would grow. So I think that that's one of the main reasons why I decided to apply for it and then also motivated myself to get through it. So, Malik, you go from working essentially double shifts at a hotel to your current job. Tell us about what you're doing now and your hopes for the future within your career. Definitely an upgrade from the double shifts. Um, so, yeah, working at Red Ventures, I'm on a product team right now, and I have been since I joined Red Ventures. And I think the main difference and one of the main things that I love is that the community that is Red Ventures and, like, the team and how everyone's, like, rooting for you and wants you to grow. And I can definitely say that that wasn't the case back when I worked at previous jobs. So just having my manager or one of my peers willing to sit down and explain something to me that I don't really understand for like the fifth time. And I'm just being like, no, it's fine. Like it doesn't come to everybody as quickly. I think that that is one of the main things that I love about Red Ventures and what got me through Road to Hire. It's a fantastic story. I had the pleasure of reading some more about your background previously and I would definitely encourage people look out for Malik Robinson, but look up Malik <laughs> Robinson as well. It's a spectacular story of overcoming adversity. Casey, the NBA Foundation's grant, why is it so important? What will the NBA Foundation's grant do to help you in your endeavor? catalyst, really, I think, for employers and schools to work together and dismantle the system of privilege and systemic racism that exists. I mean, it, the the cool thing about Road to Hire, I think, is that it's efficient, it's scalable, but the most important thing is it has deep community support. And so the additional support from the MBA Foundation 
and really the Hornets and our, our partners at CMS at Johnson C. Smith University, UNC and others, it's all coming together, I think, to do good work and important work in the community for young adults. And so I think that catalyst, the fact that the, the foundation support will have is just is, is really important. Malik, as an alum of Road to Hire, what does it mean to you to see the NBA Foundation and the Hornets supporting Road to Hire overall? It means so much to me. I love to see how much the program has grown since the four years since I've graduated. Um, like Casey said, I feel like Road to Hire is so big on the community and just like putting into that, uh, putting work into that community and putting love into that community. And I can without a doubt say that if it wasn't for Road to Hire, I would not be who I am and I would not be where I am as well. So I love the Road to Hire family that I have and that I've gained since doing that. So just seeing that the NBA and the Hornets are trying to give opportunities to other people just like me, it means the world. And what would you say, Malik, to another young person out there on why Road to Hire should be something that they look at similar to how maybe they look at college or other higher education possibilities? I feel like I would just say just go for it. I feel like I'm so big on trying to get people to take on this opportunity because you learn and and you get paid, so that doesn't really happen all of the time. And it's like I mentioned before, just like the family environment, like it's it's just amazing. So I would say to them, just give it a shot. Try to reach out to me or to others that know more about Road to Hire, and we can just like sit down and chat about it. But definitely go for it. Just try to go for it and apply for it. Now, Malik, you work for Red Ventures. Casey, you were a vice president at Red Ventures. How does investing your time and efforts into something like Road to Hire immediately pay off for maybe businesses that are considering getting involved as well? Yeah, I think, you know, one of the coolest things I loved about Red Ventures when I, I was there and that I love about Road to Hire, too, is just this belief that employers have a, a responsibility and, and a platform to do more in our community. And so Red Ventures just embodies that like nowhere else I've ever seen. But we also have great partners. So Bank of America, Lowe's, Ally Truist, and Leave People Out, Duke. I hate that because they're all such great partners. But, you know, we've had 200 graduates of our apprenticeship program go work at all of those companies. And the attrition rates are really low. Folks are staying. Folks are being promoted, just like Malik has been. And so I think employers are benefiting both from kind of doing the right thing from a social impact standpoint, but also having a talent pipeline, a non-traditional talent pipeline, I guess I would say, into their companies and getting great software engineers at their companies. So they wouldn't, I think, otherwise find. Well, Casey, where can Hornets fans go to learn more about Road to Hire? So they can go online at road to hire, roadtohire.org, see more about our story, see more about students like Malik, learn how to volunteer or support the organization. Well, thank you both so much for your time and for joining us on the Hornets Hivecast today. And congratulations on being one of the recipients for this grant money through the NBA Foundation. We're thrilled that the money is going out as an organization to do a lot of good in the country and the world. But we're even more excited that it's going to help right here at home with a great organization like Road to Hire. Thank you. And thanks for the Hornets. Hornets fans, during the month of April, the Charlotte Hornets and their official hunger relief partner, Food Lion Feeds, are launching the 2021 Dunk Hunger Food Drive to benefit Second Harvest Food Bank of Metrolina. The Bridges who throws it down with the right hand. For every Hornets dunk this month, slams it down. 
down with two hands. Food Lion will donate 1,000 meals. Terry Rozier throws it down over Kevin Durant. For more information on how you can help Food Lion and the Hornets dunk hunger, visit hornets.com slash dunk hunger. Our thanks again to Casey Grantham and Malik Robinson. Casey, the executive director of Road to Hire, and Malik, a proud alum for joining us, talking to us about this program, and congratulations to them on being one of the recipients of the grant from the NBA. Hornets could not be happier that some of this money is going to stay right here in the Queen City. Hornets got a win yesterday, 125-104 to over Boston. Sam Farber here with Wesley Robinson, Hornets social media associate, talking about the game and, and about the, the road forward. Wes, at this point now, the Hornets have a win over Brooklyn. Right. They have already won the season series against Milwaukee. They could do it the same thing against Boston in a couple of days here. Philadelphia is another story. We'll get to them later. But the Hornets have now played with and beaten the best teams in the Eastern Conference, save one. I think we got to be feeling very confident about the road ahead here for the Hornets. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like like I said before, these are teams that you're going to have to knock off. If ultimately, and this is exactly what we want, we want this to be a championship organization. That's what Mitch Kupchak is trying to do with this team and James Borrego. They have their minds set on building from this uh, as, a, as a future. Even though we're a young team, this is definitely the future of the organization of what they ultimately want to get. So picking up those kind of wins against those teams, I like our chances down the line when we're being, being able to face these guys in the playoffs. And we're able to give them certain looks, but then we're able to change and make adjustments that other teams can't really adjust to, whether it's Cody Martin coming off the bench with a double-double, or if it's not LaMelo Ball that's the hot shooter, it's Devontae Graham coming off the bench, knocking down five threes. Or maybe it's a night like P.J. Washington when he scored 42. So we have so many different ways and so many different players that can contribute to so many in so many different ways around the court in our in our system with J.B. So, yeah, it's it's good to move forward and, and look at these wins as something that we can learn from them. Even in the losses, and it's in the case of Philly, I feel like we played Philly strong enough, but there is still something that we were missing to beat those teams. And I think maybe, uh, you know, a few changes from JB in the system and maybe a little bit more. And they, they beat us early on when we were still trying to find, and find an identity with our team. I'm confident to think that we saw them again. I think we can be able to have a chance to be able to make it put up a good fight in the playoffs. The one thing that I did feel was different about this one, when the Hornets beat Brooklyn, it felt like the team played as well as it possibly could and yeah. not barely got by, but it was close. It was a close game. They needed Brooklyn to not make some shots. Hornets had to play extremely well, and it was still a close margin. With Milwaukee, similar feeling. You know, the team had to play really, really well, and Milwaukee needed an off night from a couple of players, and that helped things. With this game, the Hornets were the ones who were shorthanded. Boston was as healthy for this game as they have been all season long. Their big four all played, only the 18th time all season they've done it. That big four is now 9-9, nine and nine, but that's, that's for the Celtics podcast to deal with, not for us. <laughs> but the Hornets played Boston as healthy as they've been. The Hornets are nowhere near healthy right now and still put together an effort and a game plan that I think they can replicate moving forward. And so I think that's a reason for a lot of hope, not just against the Celtics again, but the other elite teams in the East. After the game, head coach James Borrego talked about this game in the context of was it the best effort of the season? Well, it validates what we're doing and what we're trying to do. And I think tonight was an example of that. When we play this hard and we play this together, which is our standard, we went into the game saying we got to play harder and together and unselfishly, this is the result. And we can always point back to this game. No matter what happens the rest of the way, this is the standard. You know, when we go play Milwaukee on Tuesday night, 
it's got to look like this and it should look like this. This is what winning basketball looks like. And I think our guys prove that what we're capable of doing, no matter who's on the floor, right? This is, this is the standard, no matter who plays out here, this is, this is Hornet basketball. This is what it, got, it has to look like. And we can always point back to it tonight. Wes, when you look at teams like Boston, for instance, when Boston's playing its best, it tends to mean Jason Tatum's playing his best. Yeah. He's able to dominate ISO situations. He's able to make a bunch of threes. That's not to say they don't play team basketball, but there are more possessions where it's give Tatum the rock, give Brown the rock, let them do something. Similar for other franchises out there. Lakers are really good about sharing the ball at times. Other times it's like Anthony Davis is clearly the best player on the floor. Let's just give him the basketball and get the heck out of the way or do the same with LeBron or on and on and on. The Hornets, what was beautiful about yesterday is that they won in the way they like to play. When Gordon Hayward plays on this team, yeah, there are specific situations where you can give him the basketball and let him go to work, but he's always willing to pass out of those two. The assist numbers don't go down when Gordon Hayward's on the floor. If anything, I feel like they go up sometimes. Similar for Malik Monk. He is the spot-up shooter. He's the guy at the end of those passes to try and put possessions away. And LaMelo Ball, we all know how he plays. He makes every assist number go up. So I thought this was a really good example of how the Hornets, their style of play is not just a, well, we need our best five guys to be able to do this. This is something everyone on the roster is bought into and plays into. And regardless of who's hurt, who's in, who's out, who's playing more, who's playing less, who's starting, who's not, it all seems to fit. With Boston, is is this feels like you have to make sure that your guys get a certain amount of touches. So they have to get into a rhythm to be able to start the game off. And then, and then the other guys can come in and contribute in more ways after the the main guys get their shots off. With Charlotte, it's a little different because we pray we pretty much move off the the momentum and the strategy against that team. And we always like to feed the hot man. We always like to identify who's the guy that's going for us, whether it's Jalen McDaniels, whether it's Cody Martin, whether it's Terry Rozier. But we know down the stretch we're going to look to a person like Terry and Gordon Hayward. But most nights, P.J. Miles, this always gives the guys to always to stay ready. On the line. Even though you're not playing a certain amount of minutes some nights or maybe there's a night that you're off, if James Borrego calls your name, you have to be ready to shoot in those systems, in, in those situations. If you have those opportunities to knock down open shots and it's your night, that's what the team expects. I could consider everybody stars, but we don't have the same situation as Boston that certain people need certain touches. It's more of a, it's a systematic format. We like to share the ball. We like to th- uh, do a lot of misdirections so that teams can't key on to certain players at certain times. And if one player is hot from three and they they double him and try to make it difficult for him, they like to do a lot of dribble penetration and kickout situations to knock down open shots. So it's really hard to beat a team like Charlotte when you have that many guys that can contribute not just in the starting lineup, but off the bench as well. And it will only presumably get easier for this team as some of those key and core role players start to come back. It includes LaMelo Ball. You know, after a great win like that, I'm sure the last thing JB wants to talk about is when's the guy that's not on the team or or not playing right now going to come back? But we understand it was a nationally televised game. He is a big part of the national conversation. We don't want to leave you in the dark. Here is what JB had to say after the game about the potential timeline for a LaMelo return. I don't have a timeline for anybody. We're, We're hopeful he's progressing, you know, every day. I'll learn more about him tomorrow, you know, when we get together. He is progressing. That's what I can say. Does that lead us to him playing this week? We'll find out. But I, I don't really have an answer there. I like the direction he's moving. It's a very positive direction. And again, as I said, we're just taking it a, a day at a time. There's hope that he could be back in the next week, but there's no guarantee of that. 
I mean, there certainly leaves a lot of hope there. I mean, in the next week, if that's, say, May 1st against Detroit, where you head into that softer, presumably May schedule, where you don't have to play Milwaukee anymore, you don't have to play Boston anymore, you're playing at home an awful lot, could be a good place to start to ramp up LaMelo's minutes uh, if he's available. But right now, it's just all about, you know, when is he 100%? When when does he feel ready to get out there on the floor? I'm sure he wants to. I'm sure he's wanted to for weeks by now. But, you know, just to be able to get out there on the floor, test that wrist, and ease his way back in to a starring role for this team. Yeah, you can't deny for sure that fans are going to continue to ask that question, especially with the news coming out that, you know, the cast is off and he's uh, he's ready to go with basketball activities. So that's going to be a question. I know JV is going to be tired of hearing that, but he's a key factor for this offense, and we can't deny that for sure. We know what kind of impact he can provide for this team in many different ways, from outside shooting to passing to rebounding to zone defense, you know, uh, being able to get a lot of guys going. We miss Airbnb. <laughs> we, we do miss that combination for sure, but – it seems like Miles Bridges is now like, you know what? I'm just a B, and I'm going to do it by myself now. But he's a guy that we can uh, – in his situation, it feels good that we don't have to rush him back because that's the, with the addition of Brad Wanamaker and him, you know, providing 12 points off the bench, that's that's a good sign for us to be able to, you know, ha- still have some structure with our offense when we go to our bench. And Devontae Grams is picking up right where he left off last season with his hot shooting and being able to dish. And the 3-4 show, like we like to say on social – between Devontae Graham and Terry Rozier. So we're getting the feels of how this team played together last season. This starting five was the, the lot that we had last season after ending due to COVID. So these guys are picking picking that chemistry right up. And it's only going to get better once we add these guys back. So if I'm Gordon and Melo, I'm actually smiling because there's not a rush for me to play many minutes. There's not a rush for me to come in and score 22 points or 30 points right out the gate or to do what LaMelo's been doing. I mean, it'll be fun to have. 22, 7 and 7. But it's definitely not a rush for him to hurry up and get things going. We have a lot of guys, we have a lot of depth, and I think it's going to be easier for him when he comes back with the addition of Brad Wanamaker and the Martin brothers contributing from the guard standpoint. It's actually an odd stat, but the Hornets record has actually been better since LaMelo Ball went down to injury. Wow. Than it was before. They are 10 and 9 since he was hurt. They were 20 and 21 before the injury. <laughs> So very, very strange. Very but strange. but we, st- we still need Melo. We still do. I'm not saying we don't. I'm <laughs> yeah, just right. saying the stats are, don't, yeah. don't come after me. Stats are what they are. Yeah. Since, since Gordon Hayward was lost injury, and I will admit that partly could be the cumulative effect because he was the last one of the three yeah. to get hurt. So now it's not just Gordon, not just Gordon and LaMelo. It's Gordon, LaMelo, and Malik all together. But yeah. nonetheless, since Gordon's injury, the team is 5-7. and seven. So treading water, I would say. When he went down, if you were to say these three guys will be out for the next three weeks and the team will only be two games under five hundred, I think you'd take that. Yeah, I can take that for sure. I, that's, not, that's not a bad situation to be in because this gives us opportunity to be able to give other guys opportunity. And the high side of it that you can look at is that Jalen McDaniels has been getting a lot of significant minutes. We even saw a showcase of Vernon Carey in Brooklyn. You know, So we, we see what um, Vernon Carey can provide, and he's just waiting for his opportunity. And I would tell Carey to just stay ready because we're going to need you again down the stretch. You never know when your name is going to be called. So, And the Martin brothers, even though Caleb may, have, may not have gotten many minutes tonight, but I'm pretty sure that we're going to be able to rely on him down the stretch as well, just like we did on his brother today. So it's good to have that much depth. I mean, it's almost – I know a lot of guys want to play. A lot, a lot of guys want to go out there and showcase things. But as a collective unit, if you're always ready to go and you know that any given night it's your, it, your number can be called and you're ready and you're ready to play – 
it can be your night at any given moment. So at Tuesday, we may be talking about somebody else. Thursday, we may be talking about somebody else. So that's the fun part about this team. And it, it makes our job easier on social because we don't have to just create a certain amount of graphics for player tonight. It could be a different person every given night. And it's fun to watch. No doubt about it. Hornets big win over Boston, 125 to 104. Hornets magic number to make the play in tournament at minimum is down to eight. Mm. Team is closing in. Next contest for the Hornets will be tomorrow against the Milwaukee Bucks. Tip time is set for 7 p.m. at Spectrum Center. Hope you'll join us. Go to Hornets.com for more information. And, of course, we will have our preview podcast for that one tomorrow as well. For now, our thanks to Wes Robinson, Hornets social media associate, for joining us here on the HHC and for his fine work, as always, on social for the team. I really appreciate the opportunity. And it always feels good to record these podcasts in the win because we have so much to talk about and we can look forward to the next game. Absolutely. We don't have to settle for silver linings today. <laughs> Hopefully we don't have to do it anytime later on this week, but uh, we will be here for you again tomorrow with our preview podcast. Till then, for Wes and everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you with us today on the HHC and in the words of LaMelo Ball. Thank y'all. Have a good day. Wear your mask. Thanks for listening to the Hornets Hivecast. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com. <laughs>